This is Resist and Renew. The UK-based podcast about social movements. What we're fighting for, why, and how it all happens. The hosts of the show are... Me, Kat. Uh, me, Sammy. And me, Ali. I'm recording this now, baby. Shit, it's a podcast! <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome back to The Toolbox as part of the Resist and Renew podcast. This is where we geek out and look at what might be in your facilitator's toolbox, looking at different tools, what they're good for, why you might use them, and what their limitations are. Uh, This week we're going to be looking at the fishbowl, and I'm going to start us off by explaining a bit about what the fishbowl is. Um, So a fishbowl is when you want to have a conversation um, between a few people when you've got a larger group and you would set up the room with two circles, a large circle where most people would sit and then a smaller circle in the middle. Um, This allows for a few people to be having a conversation while everybody else is able to observe and sometimes interact with that conversation. So there are two main kinds of fishbowl that I want to talk to us about. One is an open fishbowl and the other is a closed fishbowl. So the closed fishbowl is when the seats in the middle circle stay the same. So you have the same people having a conversation for the duration and it's not possible for anybody else to join that conversation, which means everybody else on the outside is just in the listening and observer role. Then you can also have an open fishbowl where you have one seat in the middle um, that is there that people can use on the outside circle to join the inside circle. And that allows for different people to move in and out of the conversation uh, for the duration, uh, which can make it uh, much more interactive um, than than a closed fishbowl. But which one you want depends a little bit on what you're trying to do with the conversation. Sweet. I guess the only other thing to add is that you can have like choices on how those people move in and out sometimes it's like an empty seat which is a bit uh then it puts the onus on like the people in the middle to decide who's going to leave and sometimes you tap the person on the shoulder who you want to kick out of the middle circle which uh requires a bit more guts but i like it because you get to like get rid of someone who's spoken a lot bringing that going right into the conflict who taps out Someone from the outside circle goes in and says, I want you to leave. Yeah. Mm. I like it. Bold. Very bold. Beef, beef. So, example of fishbowl in practice. So, in uh, 2016, me and a few people organised an event called Building Effective Solidarity, which was bringing together a lot of people that do things that could broadly be termed solidarity work from a lot of different kind of environments with the aim being like bringing together different people from different backgrounds and seeing how they could work together and learn from each other. And one of the aims for that day was we wanted to make sure that we centered voices that aren't always uh, listened to or heard uh, in a lot of the like kind of conversations that happen around solidarity and like the what I see as the mainstream of like grassroots political organizing in London in the UK. Um, and so what we thought a great tool for that would be was having a fishbowl um, so we had a few hand-selected people that sat in the center um, so uh, ran it as an open fishbowl um, in the language that Kat was using before so um, and made sure that we were very clear in terms of what kind of voices we were welcoming into the center of the circle to say like you are welcome to join but remember what the space is for this is to center voices who aren't normally heard or listened to um, and it worked quite well 
um, specifically because it meant that people who wouldn't have had the confidence to speak on what would have been more like a panel um, felt more able to engage. Uh, created environment that's a lot more like chatty and backwards and forwards rather than like person A talk for five minutes, person B talk for five minutes um, and minimise the thing that people are often worried about with panels which is like more hostile questions from the audience um, and I think that was really brought out, there was a person that wanted to drop out of being one of the speakers in the fishbowl because they felt worried about talking in front of that group of people or more accurately any group of people, they'd not done it before but me and one of the people uh, that was going to be a, like a participant in the closed centre of the fishbowl, talk to that person about like how it was going to go and how we'd be up for supporting them if they still wanted to take part and they did. Um, so that's like an example. And other thoughts in terms of how we structured it is it was part of a one day event. So it was all people that didn't really know each other, had maybe only been together for a few hours, some of them. Uh, so we thought it would be good to put it not right at the start of the day. So once there'd been a bit more of that like a kind of culture of trust built up in the space, um, and so we put it after lunch when we thought some people may appreciate a sitting and listening space. Sweet. Great. I definitely like the, I agree with a bit about the chattiness and like more of a conversation because panels can be like very static and just especially, yeah, they can just be like people monologuing and that's really boring, but fishbowls kind of, they have that element for like the first couple of minutes and then people like dive in and then start actually talking to each other. I feel like it's really, really good tool for that. More of a facilitated conversation. Yeah. Which I think is a nice vibe. Uh, and also, and if there's something about like really the physicality of it, like that you, like if you're sitting in a circle in the center with maybe four other people, like it doesn't, obviously you know in the back of your mind that you are surrounded by potentially 40, 50 people, depending on the space that are listening to you. But you do, it feels a lot more like you're having a conversation with the small people around you rather than a panel where no matter how you set it up, it always has the kind of lecture people at the front facing out vibe. Yeah, totally. Uh, so I guess limitations of fishbowls. I think I, I didn't hear about them for ages and then I used them a few times and then I kind of heard they came become kind of became like a go-to tool in conflict situations and a lot of times in like a retreaty five-day course vibe when things have gone a bit off the rails and yeah i feel like it sometimes works and it sometimes doesn't and i guess things that are required for it to work are kind of like a lot of time so like giving it enough time to go into the conversation and kind of like a lot of flexibility around how long it's going to last because sometimes it will go really deep and people will get into something and sometimes it just won't go anywhere so it might need to end shorter and like one that i was part of that was quite short i don't know how long it was like might have been like an hour or less it felt really rushed and there was there was like tension on this course like a residential course and there was an older white guy who was talking a lot and yeah shock horror yeah and one of the facilitators of the course kind of like tried to use the fishbowl moment as like a oh have you noticed like you're doing this thing and i don't know it just didn't feel like there was the collective holding of that space and it didn't it just didn't really happen like yeah mm. 
So I don't know. Like, I feel like time and trust and just enough holding of it is a, a key thing. And if it's not there, then it just feel, feels a bit flat sometimes. Mm. Which I guess links into one of potentially, like, obviously it depends on the, like how you do it, like was posed at the start by Kat. But I think the if you do run a closed fishbowl, there is always the risk, especially if you're doing it in a context like I mentioned before, where it's people that don't know each other, where you've potentially never tried to have a conversation as that group before. You don't know how much it's going to flow and you don't know how much of a struggle it's going to be. So having a closed fishbowl can be quite, the word that's coming to my mind is like ossifying. It can really like lock it down mm. into like a group of a few people and you can't open it up by the structure of the mm. conversation. So you're just kind of, you're locked in. Um, yeah, and I think a risk with the open fishbowl is that it's still a very observed seat, mm. even though you're not in a panel, you're still in the middle of potentially 50, 60, 70 people if you're doing two group split in circles. And that can be quite intimidating, which means only certain people will choose to go into that position. And I really like what you said, Sammy, in the example you gave around like actually naming who you want to be encouraging into that space. Because I think that does a lot to overcome that problem of who is likely to put themselves in the middle, but it only goes so far potentially because it is still a very watched space. And I guess that maybe highlights a thing which I think we maybe said before, but just in case we didn't, is like generally the conversation in the centre is a facilitated conversation. It is not just a group of people chatting in the middle. It is often quite potentially quite strictly facilitated, which means that if you are doing something that's open and you do have somebody that comes in and tries to dominate the conversation um, in a way that feels like unproductive with where the group's at and the vibe, like it's a thing that you can, it's cl the classic facilitation challenge that it's on you to like hold and deal with. Uh, I have a, I have another alternative. It's not in the structure. Structure be damned. Uh, around, which came up, uh, from in a uh, conflict transformation course thing that we've all been kind of participating in and consuming some of the stuff of I've been talking about. There was a, a tool that somebody described as a frying pan, which is like a fishbowl, but like an even more extreme version of the thing which Ali mentioned, where you can decide who you want to tap out of the thing. The frying pan works like a fishbowl, but you can nominate who else you want to go into the center. Yeah. Uh, so even even more dramatic. Uh, that which fills obviously, me with dread. Oh my god! I know you can. So obviously not suitable for all spaces, right? Uh, but you can definitely imagine some scenarios where that could be good, and some scenarios where that would be a nightmare. Mm -hmm. uh, it's an option. How do we wrap this up? <laughs> Top constructive takeaways. Um, I think um, for me, there's really that question around like fishbowls can be really productive, but they really, f they often fit only at certain bits in a conversation, generally not near the start. So like that for me is always a thing to consider in the importance of doing a fishbowl. I love fishbowls. I think they're like really fun. <laughs> they're your favorite tool. It's my favorite tool. <laughs> it's favorite tool. And I hardly ever use it. So maybe I need to do more. Uh, I just think they're like a, yes interesting i hate interesting i think they're a like engaging way of having a like in-depth conversation mm. and forcing a lot of listening 
and listening is like i think that's a, a key component like you go into it expecting to like listen like 80 percent of the time mm. and i think that that's a really helpful f framing as well you're not forcing yourself to think of a really good question for the q a bit of the panel discussion <laughs> you're, you're just focusing on this <laughs> yeah yeah and kind of to follow on from that i think for me the takeaway is that they're really good for like sinking and deepening into a conversation because you're in mm. that really broad listening space and you have that focused conversation happening in the middle, if it's facilitated well, it can really do a lot to deepen the, the conversation that's been happening maybe in the wider group over, over whatever it is you're holding. Yeah. Love it. Beautiful. Cool. Fish bowls. <laughs> Each one has to end with us all singing in harmony the name of the tool. <laughs> fish bowl, fish bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of The Toolbox uh, as part of the Resist and Renew podcast. Thanks as ever to Klaus for letting us use his track Neff for our backing track intro and outro. And if you want to find out more about Resist and Renew, you can check us out on all the socials and our website is resistrenew.com. And if you want to support the production of this podcast, you can donate via our website. Thanks again, and see you next time.